On this week's episode of the WNP Podcast, Trap Week is here. Stay tuned. Episode 160 of the We're Not Professionals podcast. I'm your host, Mike Mitchelson, and joining me today, as always, my co-host, Chase Crawshaw. Chase, how are you? I am doing swell. Thank you for asking. How are you? I am doing fantastic, Chastifer. Uh, thanks for asking. You know, I had a question for you before we hop right into the meat of the show. Uh, boy. Yes, I know. Um, what are your thoughts on not being video recorded right now. I mean, I, I, I don't really care. I, I would, I, I'd be cool with doing video. I know, I know we talked about it and wanted to maybe get it established on the road, but like not doing video, it's not the end of the world for me either. Like I can kind of sit here, you know, shirtless, um, you know, showing off all my chest tattoos and not a problem. Um, so, it, it, you know, I, either way is what it is. But if you want to get video set up at some point, I also wouldn't be opposed. That's what I wanted to get down to is what is the difference between Chase on camera and Chase off camera? So uh, he's got the dolphin nipple tattoos out showing right now. No shirt. I love to hear it. Uh, me, I'm currently wearing the dad beater or the, the, the wife beater. Sorry, I don't I don't know T-shirts. I don't know fashion, whatever it is. But... Uh, you know, video Mike would look very different. What? I'm on camera right now. Oh, you're on. How does that work? I just, I just turned on the Skype camera. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm turning it off now. I don't, I don't want you to see see my beautiful face until we get the video situation figured out for the pod. You're in a collar. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you wearing a collar? Well, I, you know, I wore it earlier in the day and then I had a, uh, a, a video interview that I did pretty much right before we, um, we got on for our call. So I just never changed. Uh, yeah, I, I got home from work and just immediately took all the work clothes off, like just not interested in wearing polos and button ups and, uh, khakis and nice pants for longer than I have to. It's never, you know, really bothered me too heavily. So like, it's, it's not a big deal, honestly, for me. See, it's one of those where I enjoy wearing it when I'm going out because I look good, you feel good. Um, but when you're at home, no, nah, get me out. Get me, in, yeah. get me in my basketball shorts and a T-shirt. That's all I want to wear. But uh, hopefully we can do some camera stuff soon. Uh, I'm not going to promise anything. Um, work has been very busy. But I've got like a 13, 12, 13 day break uh, around the holidays. So maybe we can figure out something there, but uh, not going to promise anything to our lovely viewers. But I will promise that today we will be talking NFL news. Take a look at the playoff picture, play a little would you rather, and then talk about this week's slate of games. I, I feel like it's a trap week, and we'll go over that as we get closer to it. But we'll start with the NFL news. Let's start Cooper Cup. He's on the IR, Offensive Player of the Year last year, Super Bowl MVP, the only player on the Rams that consistently picks up yardage. This is a tough one for the Rams and an even tougher for Cooper Cup owners in fantasy. 
Yeah, de- definitely brutal. Uh, the Rams, honestly, their season feels like it's kind of lost at three and six. So with with him being shut down, it's not too much of a surprise. They're like, well, let's just get him healthy. Let's really get him rolling. You know, maybe we catch catch him fire without him, and and we can use him down the stretch, or we can just keep him out for the year, or play him at the end of the year, and just kind of get rolling for next year. So not super surprising once he saw that he was injured that that they choose to go the cautious route. Um, this, this could just be kind of a reset year for them. So tough for fantasy owners. I know he's you know carried a lot of teams to some to some pretty great depths over the last two seasons. You know, maybe not as dominant this year. It's it's not that he's been bad, but he's, he's been very good. But, you know, right, right now, I, I think Tyreek was the number one receiver thus far throughout the, throughout the season. So, been playing well. It's, it's a tough blow for, for fantasy teams, for the Rams. But on the bright side, at least he's going to be healthy next year. And the Lions are now going to get even better draft pick. Yeah, and what's up with the Rams this year? I mean, it seems like Matt Stafford has regressed heavily. He doesn't know how to hit anyone except for Cooper Cup in the passing game. The running backs look terrible. The defense, although they have a ton of studs, like I feel like they're playing well, but not well enough to um, help this offense. Yeah, the it just it looks completely different. It looks like I, I don't know if the play calling is different if if teams are just like accounting better for Cooper Cup, which he's still getting yardage, but he's also not putting up you know, almost record-breaking yards like he was last year. So maybe they're counting better for him and it's throwing Stafford off. Maybe the offensive line, you know, plays worse. They got to see those analytics and the running backs have been horrible. Yeah. So like that, without a doubt, I, I, I don't know. It could just, it could be a play calling thing. could be just a, just a, a bad season type of thing. I don't really have a great answer. If I had a guess and the nucleus of the team stays together, they would pick up the pieces and be much better off next year. It could, it really just kind of feels like a one-off thing. Yeah, absolutely. I'm trying to look at uh, some stats right now. The Rams have 16 total touchdowns on the year. Lord. That is horrible. That's you bad. See, uh, they are currently in the bottom five. Can you can you guess some of the other teams that are near them? The Broncos, for sure. Bingo. They are last with 12. The Raiders got to be there. Uh, no, the Raiders are actually at 21. Um, they're probably around middle of the pack. So Josh Jacobs is at 21 is what you're saying. Basically. Yeah. He's Raiders, sure. So some other teams are the Texans gotta be. Yep. Texans are the third, third last with 14. Lions. Uh, no, do you not, do you remember, do you not remember the Lions like first three games? I mean, come on. Yeah, but I also remember them getting shut out by the Patriots and only putting up 15 against the Packers. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so then the Bears. Nope. Um, the, the, the Steelers. Yep, the Steelers. And the last one's in the AFC as well. Uh, probably the Jags then, right? Nope, same division. Oh, the Colts. Yep, the Colts. So those Colts. are your bottom five. Broncos, Steelers, Texans, Colts, and the Rams. Looking absolutely horrific stuff all right well let's talk about Deshaun Watson as he is back in practice um I think the first game we'll see him is week 13 I think we're still what two weeks out from seeing him um but the first matchup will be against the Texans if I'm yeah if I'm not mistaken it was a 11 game suspension so that so that'd be week 13 um but yeah that's right it's supposed to be against the Texans just perfect timing they definitely did that on purpose but this will be interesting to see how the next two weeks go because you know, they're playing the Bills this week, so I, I don't really expect them to come out with a win. But I honestly think that these, these next two games are going to be a bit distracting because 
Dewas is back. They're going to start trying to get him those, you know, those those first team snaps as quickly as they can. Try to get him, you know, you know those opportunities. Try to get him that rapport with the team. So it's going to disrupt things a little bit. I don't expect very good performances from the Browns these next two weeks. Currently sitting at three and six. Maybe they can get lucky and sneak out a win somewhere and keep their playoff hopes alive. But I kind of think these next two weeks is where their playoff hopes pretty much go to die. Yeah, I'm curious. How well do you think Deshaun Watson is going to come out in week 13? Like, obviously, we know before everything happened, he was a very talented quarterback. And you could argue was top five in the league, for sure top eight. Um, But he's been off for two years now. So how well is he going to come back? What do you think? So He's either going to look like Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers this year, you know, two former studs who have played horrendous in game one and just like not, not look very good at all. Like 180 yards, like 50 completion percentage, or he's thrown for 350, 75 completion percentage, four touchdowns, one on the ground as well. Like I don't think there's any in between. I don't think he's just, you know, having a, an average NFL day. He's either going off or getting shut down. And him being in the Browns of it or in on the Browns, excuse me. And in the division of the Bengals, I'm really hoping for that first option. Give me, give me Russell Wilson 2.0. Give me Aaron Rodgers 2.0 from the 2022 season because not interested in playing against a top eight quarterback twice a year. That's fair. All right, let's now talk about Jeff Saturday as he gets his first win with the Indianapolis Colts. I mean, we didn't get to talk about it last week. We didn't come at you with an episode, um, but Jeff Saturday, the first. NFL head coach to ever be hired without any college or NFL coaching experience. He comes in, gets a win in his first week. I was talking to people at work because I am in Indianapolis. So uh, talking to some people down here and saying, you know, anytime a coach gets fired, Frank Wright gets fired too, by the way. Don't know if we uh, talked about that, Um, but anytime an interim head coach comes in, it feels like they always win that first game. I mean, we saw yeah. with the Carolina Panthers. They fired Matt Rule. They came in, and they won. I think it was, was it against the Bucs or was it against the Falcons? I don't know. It was it was one of the two. And they came in Bucks. and won. And right. I felt like that could happen again with Jeff Saturday, but the inexperience and the fact that the Ravens are just a far more talented team, or the Raiders are a far more talented team, I didn't didn't bet on it in our prediction sheet. I still went the Raiders. I was wrong. Jeff Saturday does get his first win. Yeah, I thought the Colts were honestly going to go like witness with 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 him as a head coach, randomly pulling the plug at Sam Ellinger, saying saying that he's going to be the starter. Then all of a sudden, Matt Ryan starts the game, pulling some some snake stuff. Maybe it was just to throw off, throw you know, throw the scent off on how they're going to be doing that week. I, I don't know. A little weird, but I guess it worked out. So Matt Ryan's back. Um, either. The Colts are going to win enough games where they're just going to kind of be picking in that purgatory spot in the NFL draft, or Matt Ryan's going to get hurt. They're going to lose out on the draft pick compensation, and they're you know all all this trouble is going to happen. So so like you know I don't imagine this going well for them the rest of the year, but I don't know if it's going to be like a train wreck. I don't know it, it the way they looked in that game, like they looked honestly solid. So so maybe they'll play all right. Yeah, and Jonathan Taylor's back apparently. Uh, it only took an offensive lineman head coach for the offensive line to actually do something. Um, 
think, think about this. So he, he coached high school football, and, like, you're, you're throwing the ball 20 times at most in a high school football game. Yeah, you're pounding that rock because, like, you don't usually have the quarterbacks that can throw the ball, especially him. He was hit, like, a 3-7 and seven team. Like, like he, he couldn't throw the ball. So, like, all he's got is run plays in his 11-play playbook. So he, he's got to get that O-line, you know, ready to go. But, like, we're running these 11 plays. Get used to it. Get ready. So, um, you know, it, it just – like, it, it makes sense. Yeah, fair point. And I will say, you mentioned it. He announced Sam Ellinger as the starter and then went with Matt Ryan uh, day of. And I was talking with people down here again, and they were saying he was just trying to win. Like, it's not a big deal. I get that. But at the same time, if you have any question whatsoever on who your starter is going to be, don't name one. I feel like it's yep. pretty simple. It doesn't do great things for the locker room when you just go back on your word like that. Agreed. All right, finally, the reason that Jeff Saturday got his first win was because he was coaching up against Josh McDaniels. Oh, man, Josh McDaniels, he's fantastic. And I feel like we, we've we talked about bad head coaching too many times so far this season, but we're going to do it again. Um, I thought for a while that Nathaniel Hackett was the worst coach in the NFL. Might be wrong. I mean, Josh McDaniels has looked horrible. And after the loss to Jeff Saturday and his Colts, um, the owner, is it Mark Davis? Yes. Uh, came out and said that he still backs um, Josh McDaniels and Rome wasn't built in a day and he still believes that Josh McDaniels uh, is going to take them to the promised land. And, I mean, everyone was like, what the hell are you talking about? And then we find out today it's more linked to money issues on why they're not getting rid of Josh McDaniels than it is actual faith in the guy. Yeah, the, the Raiders are a literal poverty franchise is what we found out. Um, you know, that's, that's a term that's thrown around all over social media when, when, you know, teams go through stupid things or do bad things ever. But they're a literal poverty franchise. It, it came out that. You know, if, if they cut ties with them, you still got to pay this coach through his contract until he gets a new job, at least. And to do that and hire a new coach, they just don't—they don't have the cash flow for it. So that's a problem. That's that's very concerning that an NFL team is in that situation. Uh, so that's really the case. That that, that is, is is a tough look. And I, I do have to say one one thing though before we talk about this money thing a little more. Isn't it crazy the difference that the letter S makes? Because you can have Josh McDaniels do this, or you can have Mike McDaniel do what he's doing in Miami. Yeah, I mean, he's looked fantastic, and, and Josh, well, I I feel like no one actually believed in Josh McDaniels except for, like, 5% of the Raiders fan base and the ownership there. Like, yeah. we talked about it on the podcast that Josh McDaniels wasn't a great head coach. He was a good offensive coordinator. Then he got some head coaching opportunities when it came to actually being offered jobs, and then he just, you know... Like, ah, never mind. I'm just going to turn that down. Like, he just doesn't seem like head coach material. And we're seeing it again. I mean, he's doing terrible. Yeah, I I, I agree. It's it's really, it really is strange. I kind of feel bad because I, I like the Raiders. Love the uniforms, love the branding, love the colors. Derek Carr guy right here, Darren Waller guy, Max Crosby guy. It, it's just, just so much waste, wasted. Wasted potential, so much wasted branding, so much wasted talent. It's it's just a shame that it's going down this way. Yeah, and uh, speaking of the money, it 
it sucks that they don't have the money, but it's also very obvious on why they don't. I mean, they just built the new stadium, Allegiant. Is it Allegiant or is it Allegiance? Allegiant. Allegiant Stadium. I mean, a ton of money. It looks fantastic. Love it. But that definitely hurt in the pocket. Then you got John Gruden. They're still owing, they still owe him $40 million. That hurts. You get rid of McDaniels. That's another one that you got to keep paying into. That's that's three separate accounts that you got to continue to pay into and then still try to get a head coach. So uh, it's a nightmare. But I would say if I were Raiders ownership, it's going to look soft. But you reach out to people that are diehard Raiders fans that have the money. Uh, you reach out to, um, what's it called? Like your sponsors and people that you partner with. You talk to them, say, hey, I, I mean, this is sad, but you see what's happening on the field right now. There is no way that we can continue to have this guy in the building. We need to get get him out, get someone in, um, and, and restart. I, you got to get the money from somewhere. And I would rather beg and plead for more money than continue to have Josh McDaniels on the field. That would be so unbelievably funny. It is never going to happen because no NFL owner, no sports owner is ever going to do that. They've got too much pride to do that. It would be the funniest thing ever, though, to, to see a press release. Hey, you know, you want to want to Venmo us like 20 bucks <laughs> like that, that? That would be the oh, I'm I'm begging for that to happen now that that would be just headlines for, for weeks. Just just. All over sports center, be made fun of. All all over Good Morning Football. It, it would that would be so great. Let's let's make it happen. Fantastic. And I mean, the reason this needs to happen. Let's take a look at the playoff picture now. The Raiders are currently second to last in the AFC, only behind the Houston Texans. Which the Houston Texans maybe have like four talented players on their roster. Um, I mean, you got Brandon Cooks, you got Damian Pierce, you got Derek Stingley. Um, three. three? <laughs> I, I overestimated, my bad. <laughs> so, I mean, you, you can't be this low. You can't be worse than the Jags. You can't be worse than the Steelers. I mean, it's it's terrible. It is. All right, well, let's talk about that playoff picture. We'll continue with the AFC. Uh, the Chiefs sit number one right now. Miami Dolphins, two, winning that division right now, the AFC East, which is insane. You got the Titans at three, the Ravens at four. Uh, those are all your division winners. Then you have the rest of the AFC East with the Jets at five, Bills at six, Patriots at seven. Uh, wild. Absolutely insane. We talked about the possibility of there being four playoff teams from one division. We did not think it was the AFC East. I'll tell you that. No, and when we go over the NFC, we got to talk about that as well, too. But certainly, don't think it's going to be either one of those two divisions. Specifically, not not the AFC. You know, I I thought the Patriots and the Jets were both down for the count this year, but somehow the New York Jets are six and three. Like, Yoda. excuse me, <laughs> Zach Wilson is even playing good. Like, how how do they keep winning? I, I it's so strange. Same thing. The Patriots are they're not doing anything like exceptional. They're just they're just like finding random wins. It's so strange. And then when you see teams like the Chargers, the Bengals, the Broncos were supposed to be good. The Raiders were supposed to be good. The Jags were supposed to take the next step. Those teams aren't, you know, off to the starts that you would hope. The Chargers and Bengals, you know, outside looking in, they're they're playing better. And I think they'll they'll kind of be better in those discussions down the road. But it, it's still just crazy to think that we're 
going into week 11, like we're, we're, we're down the stretch officially. And this is what the playoff picture looks like on this side. It, it's crazy. Yeah. The AFC West as a whole has been horrible in comparison to the chiefs who are at the top. I mean, the chargers have looked bad and Justin Herbert has just not been the quarterback. Everyone hyped him up to be to start the year. And that we've seen in the past couple of years, uh, he's been struggling. He has had some injuries, so um, can't put 100% blame on him and saying he's, you know, a big regression candidate or whatever, but um, chargers have not looked good. The Broncos and the Raiders, I think, I don't know if there was a person out there saying that these teams would have less than like seven wins. I feel like everyone was pretty high on this whole division and the Raiders and the Broncos have just looked horrible. Like I don't want to watch their games. Let's, let's talk about them actually, because we got Raiders at Broncos Sunday at four o'clock. Don't want to watch it. And then we have chiefs and chargers that got flexed to the Sunday night game over my Bengals Steelers. Salty about that. And, I mean, it's better than Raiders and Broncos, but at the same time, I think Chiefs are just going to blow out the Chargers. I I do think it's very possible, but at least you have the possibility of a quarterback duel because the, the talent is there. Justin Herbert, maybe he gets Mike Williams, maybe he gets Keenan Allen backs. So like, at least the potential is there. Like, it's it's not likely the Chiefs just look so much better, but like, there you know, there, there's that 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 little bit of hope. Yeah, and. The coaching battle is not even close. Andy Reid might be the best coach in the NFL right now. I would say definitely the best offensive head coach right now. Um, And then you got Brandon Staley, who is in the running for worst coach in the league. See, I I think Andy Reid definitely deserves that conversation, but I like, it, it, it's hard if I had to choose between you know Andy Reid, Brian Dable, and Mike McDaniel on 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 who would be like my favorite right now for Coach of the Year. Mm-hmm. All doing fantastic. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move over to the NFC. You got the Eagles at number one. They just dropped their first game to the Washington Commanders. Crazy. You got the Vikings leading the NFC South. I think people predicted that the Vikings could lead the or the NFC North. Excuse me. I think the Vikings predicted that they could lead the NFC North, but. I don't think people thought they'd be eight and one at this point. No. Then you got the Seahawks weirdly leading the NFC West as the NFC West has looked quite anemic. I mean, the 49ers looking a little bit better, but they still have some shocking losses. Uh, The Bucs, they are currently leading the NFC South, sitting four, have the four seed at five and five. Then we got the Giants at five, Cowboys six, 49ers seven, and right there on the bubble, the Washington Commanders. Yeah, so again, there's there's the four NFC East teams uh, sitting through the top eight. Or right, right now, the Commanders. The only reason they're um, you know not in is because they played an extra game over the Niners, so the Niners get that advantage. And it, it's 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 crazy because that like that division still on paper look it looks like terrible. Like mm-hmm. I, I I had the Eagles as my my number one team in the league this year when we did our our preseason predictions because the, well I was the like, NFC. What's that? In the NFC, right? No, I think I had him as the number one record. I thought you had the Bills at like 14 and 2. I had both teams at 14 and 3, actually. So, whichever, whichever one came out to being first, I don't remember. But regardless, at least for sure, the NFC, I know that. And it was because their path was easy. You know, you look at their division, and like they just kind of out, they, they outmatched 
you know, their teams, the other teams pretty heavily. Maybe the Cowboys could give them a run for the money and have like a one 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 series with them. But otherwise, they're going five and one. And I had them at six and all, if I'm not mistaken. So their path seemed easy. But all of a sudden, you got the Giants just at seven and two. Brian Dabble is, you know, playing coach of that team into a coach of the year uh, potential win. Saquon Barkley's playing well. But other than that, the team's not even doing anything crazy. Just playing solidly, solid defensively, and getting it done enough offensively. The Cowboys are at six to three because they've had the benefit of you know the things going right in, in their schedule. Um, you know even when when Dak went out, Cooper Rush led them to an undefeated record and just played incredible. And now the now the Commanders they're they're looking like a better team. Taylor Heineke has played fantastic so far. When when like you know he's not some groundbreaking quarterback, but he's done everything you can ask out of a quarterback to, to play winning football and and did a great job in the Eagles game. So it, it's just it's so strange to think that. This whole division, you know, I, I thought the Eagles could have, could have done well, and they are doing well, but this whole division is, is fighting for a playoff spot. It's just wild. And I got to say, it's really gross. When I'm just looking at the bubble teams, uh, the Chargers and the Bengals are currently have a positive record at 5-4. Five and four. The Commanders are even at 5-5, five and five, but every other team is currently with more losses than wins. The Colts are at four and five, four, five, and one. The Browns are at three and six. The Packers, who are the second team on the bubble, they are four and six, as well as the Falcons and Cardinals at four and six. It feels to me like there's, I don't know, four or five good teams, and then everyone else has shown some serious, serious flaws. Yeah, I. I got to agree, man. It's, it's really strange. Um, it's it just, it's talk about it's, there's been a lot of super exciting games in the NFL. If, like every Sunday, there's always two or three really exciting games, which is awesome because there's times last year, you're like, you know, there was good games, but there wasn't, you know, crazy moments like this Vikings bills game, you know, the past week, like there, there, there's always been something exciting every week to, to be like, all right, that was cool. What's, what, we, what can we start next week now? But it doesn't mean that teams are playing well necessarily. It doesn't mean that, that, the teams are doing as expected. It's just, there's a couple games that here and there that end up showing out pretty well. And it, it really is shocking to see some of these teams, you know, playing so poorly to see the Packers and Rams playing so poorly over there in the NFC, see the Cardinals, you know, struggling. It's not a complete surprise, I guess, but like still, you know, you think that they'd at least be put up a little bit better of, of a fight, you know, be better than the Seahawks. It's just, it, it's really weird, man. Yeah. Really wild. Uh, let's go with our final playoff predictions here. How about that? Um, who, who do you think gets in? So we'll start in the AFC, I guess. Is that what we're doing? Are we doing that? Sure. Okay. Yeah. All right. Whatever. AFC. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm locking the Chiefs. I'm locking the Dolphins. I, I think those are guaranteed at this point. I'm going to save the Ravens end up winning the AFC North. Or, or I, I think it's going to be like a close battle. I think the Bengals are going to put up a good fight, but I'm, I'm going to give the advantage to the Ravens right now. They just look a little more complete. And then to win the um, the AFC South, that would be I, – I, it's got to be the Titans, right? I don't think any of those other teams can really kind of fight for that spot. So those are your top four. Then from the outside looking in, um, you know, the, the Bills – I, I, you know, maybe the Bills still do beat the Dolphins. But for some reason, like as much as much as I like the Bills, I, I, I just I feel like the Dolphins are going to win this division the way things have gone. So, so regardless, one of those teams are going to win the division. Both teams are going to make playoffs. They at least two open spots, and I do think the Bengals get in. And 
I'm really torn between the Jets and the Chargers because there's always a random team that gets in and the, the Jets feel like they could be that random team. But at the same time, the Chargers could be that random team because they haven't made the playoffs yet with Justin Herbert and Brandon Seeley. So I'm I'm going to I'm going to give benefit of the doubt to just the better quarterback and say that the Chargers get in over the Jets. The Jets and them slipping a little bit, still probably finishing with a positive record. But uh, I'll, I'll say the Chargers get in there. I'm going to agree with you on pretty much everything, but I'll put the Jets over the Chargers and that'll be the final straw, and it'll lead to Staley getting kicked out of L.A. Um, I think that the Jets and the Patriots feel like the obvious two teams that would drop out. The Chargers and the Bengals feel like the obvious two teams that would go in. I think very likely that could be the case, but uh, I'll go for the Jets just because Salah right now looks like a much better head coach than Staley. Yeah, he does for sure. All right, NFC, what do you got? So, NFC East, Eagles are going to win it. I think Eagles are still on track to be a 14-3 and team. I still feel like that's what their final record is going to be. So, congrats to them, and congrats to me for being a genius. Uh, the Vikings, they're like, they've got the NFC North locked up unless something just catastrophic happens to them. So, expect those two teams to finish at least, you know, both teams should finish at, at least 12 wins, probably 13-14. Maybe in 15, who the hell knows? So outside of that, um, I, I think that, Ultimately, we're going to see the NFC West be third, but I don't think it's going to be the Seahawks. I think the 49ers are going to jump into that spot, ended up kind of going on a bit of a run here. They're, they're looking better. Um, and then fourth, you know, out of the NFC South, I, I guess I'm going to have to go with the Bucks. I don't feel great about it, but I can't imagine really, you know, the Falcons jumping over them. Um, I, I don't I think they're going to be like a nine and eight type of team in, in the playoffs when it went in the division. Nothing super special, but, you know, just kind of getting in because they have to. Five through seven, things are going to be interesting. I think the Giants are just in too good of a spot to miss playoffs. They'd have to go really bad, so you, you got to put them in. Um, that, that's gonna. I got to say the Seahawks are kind of in the same boat at six and three. Things would have to go kind of horrible. So Seahawks and then seven, you know, I, that, that that's where things kind of change. I, I, re- I really don't know. It, do I, do I want to say the Cowboys get in? I, I kind of feel like they're going to choke things, but – when I'm looking at who else I would put in, I just like I, I can't see the commanders are gonna get in. So I guess I'll go Cowboys. So the current teams that are in the playoff spots right now, I, I think are the ones that get in, just maybe in a different order. I agree. Uh hundred percent with you there. I think all these teams make it. Gonna be a little reshuffling. Um, but I just and the commanders have looked hot, but I are they better than any of these teams? I don't know. I don't think so. And then the Packers, I mean, they actually look like um, Aaron Rodgers found his weapon and Watson this past week, but I feel like that's just not a sustainable thing. So, No, I mean, definitely not at that pace. I, I think Christian Watson's going to kind of go forward and have a bigger role. From things I was reading, it sounds like a lot of things were kind of designed for him this week, and it played out really well. He ended up having four touchdowns, if not mistaken. So if that's not an obvious sign to kind of keep working him in and kind of keep getting him – you know, those, those targets, those design plays, then that, that would make no sense. So I think the offense would be a little bit better because of that, but I still don't imagine them being like great by any means. For sure. All right, Chase, let's not do a little, would you rather we're going to be playing with Tua, Tua Tungvaloa. Oh. Um, this, this was a guy that, um, well, there, there was a lot of talk on if he could, you know, get it going, if he could move forward and be a, a good starting quarterback. I think that you and Graham were a little bit lower on him. Um, 
I I was trying to abstain from, you know, going one way or the other. And then Johnny's still very confident that Tua could get it done, but he is a Dolphins fan. So, I mean, come on. Yeah. So I want to do a little, would you rather we're going to be, I'm going to be giving you a quarterback and you let me know if you would rather Tua or this other quarterback. I will say, I don't know if, if you've seen this, but before we start, Tua is currently second in MVP voting and MVP odds, I should say in Vegas. So, I will say that. All right. Who would you rather, Tua or Patty Mahomes? I'm going to take Patrick Mahomes. Tua or Josh Allen? I'm going to take Josh Allen. Tua or Joey Burr? I'm going to take Joe Burrow. Tua or Justin Herbert? You know, I'm I'm still going to lean Justin Herbert another week or two. Um, at least for the rest of the season, maybe you could start. I could start questioning myself a little more. I know some people are going to say Tua instead, and that's perfectly fine. I, I can understand the results. Certainly show that that should be the right option. But I, I just, I, I know how talented Justin Herbert is. I've been a huge fan of his game since he came really, you know, out of Oregon even before when he was still playing there. So I'm going to give him benefit of the doubt. Once his team gets healthier, I think he'll show off a little bit better. How about Tua or Jalen Hurts? Well, do you want a quarterback or do you want like an athlete? That's that's a whole debate. So you can't really say what Jalen Hurts has done as as an you know as working because it's working really well. Um, last game, you know that, that loss. Like, what do you want the guy to do? He he did everything he could. He set his offense up really well. He had the big play, you know, to Quez Watkins, where Quez Watkins just couldn't hold on to the ball. Like they, they, everything was done wrong in front of him, and I thought he's really improved as a quarterback. But I think I would prefer Tua, um, just a, a little more trusted of a passer than, than Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, he does bring an awesome running dynamic, but Tua's not a mobile by any means. And right now, it, it just it feels like he, he's a better passer and someone I would trust a little more, like kind of for an end-of-game situation. Okay, let's stay in the same vein, Tua or Lamar Jackson. I'm going to prefer Lamar. Um, I, I think that athletic – Dy- dynamic is just like like the like difference is just it's just too large he he's the best you know athlete at the quarterback position in the league and i still think he's an underrated thrower um like i i've talked about that for quite a while now so I, i'm gonna take lamar all right let's go f- six more uh tua or tom brady I'm taking Tua this year. Tom doesn't look terrible, but he doesn't look great either. Um, maybe he's going to figure it out now Now that uh, he's got no distractions in the house, but I'm going to take Tua right now. Tua or your boy Aaron Rodgers? Tua, that's that's not even a question this year. Tua or Geno Smith? Yeah, I'm, I'm taking Tua. Geno, you've played great. You've, you've done everything you need to do. Wow. But the, the, the dynamic aspect of the game, like who's got more to it, it it's Tua. Huh. I feel like that one might have been too easy. Uh, Tua or Kirk Cousins? Oh, Kirk Thuggins, baby. I mean, keep him in the one o'clock slot, and I'm going Kirk. But once we get to the playoffs, those those don't happen. So I, I guess I got to want Tua on my playoff team more. All right, last two, Tua or Kyler Murray? Or Sorry, oh. Call of Duty Murray. It, I, I, that's They're not even the same conversation, dude. Kyler Murray is like – and the cuttable category for me at this point, dude, he just doesn't, he doesn't really do much out there. It's so strange Tua by a mile Tua or Justin Fields. I'm going to Justin Fields has looked great. You know, these last couple of weeks, he looked a lot better. He's been a great fantasy option because of 
how awesome of a runner he is. But the passing still got to get a little more refined, get get a little bit better. Um, maybe if you put them like in identical offenses and see what they could do, maybe Justin Fields can fare a little better. I don't know. It's hard to tell because his weapons are so weak around him. I, you can only go with what I've seen so far. And right now I got to give the advantage to a. Um, while going through this, I was just looking at quarterback stats to, um, you know, fi- find the guys that are performing really well right now. Um, and looking at this, Matthew Stafford is currently bottom five in passing yards amongst starters, and he is last in touchdowns with eight. Oh. Yet he still has eight interceptions. Yeah, I, I, I did. Um, I remember before Matt Ryan got benched, it was like um, a, a race for the, of the bats for interceptions. Matt Ryan and Matt Stafford just kept tying each other each week for the interception lead in the league. And I was like, this is just this is horrendous. I can't believe this is happening. Yeah, absolutely wild. The regression we've seen from Matt Stafford here. But finally, let's briefly go over some of the games that we have coming in week 11. I feel like this is very much a trap week. Um, and you know, part of the reason is you got the Eagles at the Colts. The Eagles just came off of a loss to Washington. The Colts came off of a win. Um, and I feel like there's that possibility that the Colts could upset. Who knows? Um, let's see. There was another one I was looking at Panthers Ravens. That game is a 13 point spread. The Panthers have looked a lot better over the last two weeks. Um, 13-point spread is a lot. It, it is a lot, but I, I don't know if, if I'm, I'm ready to say that they're going to win the game. Yeah, no, I'm not. But I, I think that the I Ravens, they're probably not looking um, at the Panthers like, oh, my gosh, this is the Chiefs coming. Or, you know, we're, we're traveling to Arrowhead. I mean, not saying they're going to take this game lightly or anything, but it feels like a trap game. I hear you. I, I, I do hear you. Um, Bengals Steelers. I mean, that's not a trap game. I just want to talk about how the Bengals are going to get, you know, 50, 60 points, uh, on the Steelers. It's going to be a good one. I'll take that bet right now. And then are the lions a trap for the giants? A hundred percent. They are. Are you kidding me? Cause the giants are the most fraudulent seven and two team in the history of the NFL. Dabble's just coaching them so well. The roster is not that, that talent. The lions are on a bit of a heater now, two wins in a row, baby. Um, so, uh, I, I, honestly, I, I, I can't see how this isn't a trap game. Browns bills. I mean, I, I don't know if it would even be a trap game because the bills have lost two straight. Um, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. And I don't know, I don't know if I want to call it a trap game like that either. Be like, uh, I, I, or how do, how do I want to like word this? It, it, it's. I, I guess it could be considered a trap because like they're, they're the under you know Browns are the underdog and there's a chance to win this game, but this is one of those throughout the records it kind of doesn't matter because of the rumors of how much snow that we're supposed to be getting here in Buffalo. We're not here in Buffalo, but you know in Buffalo for this game it's supposed to be anywhere from three to six feet potentially. So if we're really getting those levels of snow, like it, it doesn't matter. It's it's just whoever can better prepare for the conditions. Dude, I want to see six feet of snow. So we just see the. I think Nick Chubb's only 5'11", actually. So we wouldn't even see Nick Chubb, but he would be running through that defense. You'd you'd basically just see Josh Allen and Gabe Davis on the field. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. I want to see it. But if we get that much snow, how is the line 8? I mean, the Browns have a far superior run game, 
And I would even argue that they have the better run defense too. I think we're going to see the spread shrink as we start to get closer and closer to it and they kind of get a better confirmation of what the weather is going to be. So what you're saying is you want to bet that plus eight for the Browns right now. Probably, honestly, I, I might, I might, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm heading to my sports book and doing it right now. Good okay. idea, Mike. Thank you. Perfect. Um, any games you're looking forward to outside of the lions? I mean, I'm looking at the schedule overall. Nothing excites me too much except for the Bengals putting the beat down on the Steelers, maybe Cowboys Vikings. But other than that, none of these games get me too amped. I think Cowboys Vikings will be good. Um, I think it'll be cool to see 49ers Cardinals being played in Mexico. And then outside of that, I still am looking forward to Chiefs Chargers just in case the Chargers, you know, can step up, especially if Mike Williams and Keenan Allen play or even just one of them. If one of them plays, you can get Josh Palmer on the other side. I think that, that's going to help a lot. Um, it, it, there's a potential where there it could be a fun offensive matchup. So I guess, I'm, you know, I'm looking at least a little bit forward to the optimism that comes with those matchups. For sure. All right. Well, that's going to do it for the show. I want to thank you so much for coming out and giving it a listen. Uh, if you want to stay up to date with all that we do, you can follow us on Twitter at WNP Sports Pod. That's again on Twitter at WNP Sports Pod. Um, if you are listening on YouTube, if you could please give us a like, comment, subscribe, hit the bell to turn on notifications. Let us know down in the comments what matchup you're most looking forward to in this coming week. If you're listening on a podcast platform, if you could please give us a five star rating and a follow, we'd really appreciate it. Thanks so much for stopping by. And as always, we're not professionals. Woo!